Welcome to the Woohoo Crew podcast, where cosmic culture meets pop culture, where we discuss topics like astrology, numerology, the mind-body connection, as well as sports, music, and entertainment. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm joined by my co-host, my pseudo-guru, Cheryl. We are the Woohoo Crew. Hello, Cheryl, my pseudo-guru. Welcome to episode 22. Let me start off the show as I do every week by asking you, did you catch any woohoo? Woohoo, Brandon. I have caught a lot of woohoo. I think what's fueling it is nettle tea. Nettle tea is in season now. Okay. And that has given me a lot of woohoo. And it's coming through in rhyme. The rhymes are, are coming through. So I want to thank the Up and Down Farm <laughs> that, uh, that is my nettle dealer at the Freedom Farmers Market for their nettle tea. And so even in, I'll wake up in the morning with these rhymes and I, um, thus I'm bringing them into the woohoo craft and it's been a lot of fun. So you're, you have a tea dealer. So is this like, do you have to kind of send them like some cryptic messages or how do you, how do you, how do they get the product to you? So I go to the farmer's market and okay, gotcha. And I say, Hey, well, I would say their front is vegetables, but they, they make it known that it's nettle tea, but I think everyone should know nettle, nettle tea is, it gives you a lot of energy and it's nettle. So it stings. It's, It's actually ruled by Mars. And it's it stings okay. when you touch it. So you want some people use that actually as a a form like a medicinal type situation where they sting themselves. I don't really do that, but <laughs> I put it. But I sometimes I accidentally sting myself just putting the nettles into a pot to make okay. the tea. Yeah. Um. So I can I can see you know how they used to do like le- leeches and I guess it would be like a form of acupuncture maybe the nettles. Okay. Have you done acupuncture? I have. Okay. Would you recommend it to, to me and, and the listeners? I do because I, I, I resonate with the, the meridians for all of the organs. And so oftentimes if you're having issues, it could be there's a blockage in the meridian in the channel okay. of an organ and they can help release that. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. For sure. And they look at your tongue. You can tell a lot about a person by their tongue, about what's going on with your tongue and your eyes. That's what they look at in your pulse. Hmm. Okay. And probably your inner mantra too. Yeah. If you don't have one, you're probably not feeling so great. If you're not making your sound, your sacred sound heard. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. So that was a lot. That's a lot of woohoo. Holy cow. So how about you? How have you caught woohoo this week? Um, yeah, I actually, I did. I, uh, a few times. Uh, I think for this week, I'm going to go, I I want to share a funny story that happened on Sunday. And so I live on a street with, there's three other families with young kids. So including mine, there are nine kids under the age of nine. And so I was getting ready to go on a walk with my two kids and we're outside as as were a lot of our neighbors. And so I offered to take some of the other kids with me. So four other kids decided to go. Their parents gave them the green light. So off we go. And I have to note, I can barely control my own two kids. 
right? So, <laughs> so having six on a walk with traffic, uh, let's just say I was questioning the other parent's judgment. <laughs> my son, who I've, I've talked about many times, but he alone could cause chaos of like biblical proportions. Oh, and I had my dog with us too, who's also a chaos provider. So, so, uh, so a funny thing happened though. It was magical, if, if you will. So we're cruising down the street and somehow the six kids just managed to get themselves in a line, like a wow. perfect little line. Like, I think they were even lined up in order of their ages. Wow. It was, it was like, I had this well-trained army of little people who, <laughs> who just got done with toddler boot camp. I mean, even the dog was walking in a straight line with me. It was crazy. And, and cars would occasionally go by and people were looking at me like I'm the most amazing adult like they've ever seen. <laughs> this leader of children, right? And I bet you there was somebody looking out the window, like taking notes, like, how is this guy doing this? Mm. And then while this magical moment really only lasted a few minutes, I think my dog spotted a squirrel and, and, and my son had to go pee. Uh, but, but those three minutes were, I could feel the woohoo in the air, like the inspiration mm -hmm. that I was giving to people, to myself, the, 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 the feeling of accomplishment from the little people. I'm not sure humanity's vibe was raised that day, but, but I think it was, it was a, it was definitely a woohoo moment. You for sure raised humanity's vibe. I yeah. love that. Now, did they get in the formation themselves? Yeah. Yes. So they did that. They did that. Yeah. Did they notice that they did it? I pointed it out. Yeah. I pointed it out. I, I told them I was proud because the only thing I said was, hey, so go, let's walk on the side of the street. And I say that often on walks and my kids don't, they forget that within like 30 seconds and Brady's <laughs> in the middle of the street, like right away. But it just it just happened on its own organically. It was amazing. Wow. I don't think I could ever rec recreate that uh, again. And I'm not sure the story is doing justice how incredible it was. No, I can I can I can feel it for sure. And I know that when when things like that happen, these glimpses, and that's the thing about woohoo, it's, it's these these moments. Sometimes it can, like you said, last, sometimes it lasts just seconds. So you have this this moment of, of that harmonious, like, wow, look, look at what can happen. Because what you were describing is organization in a beautiful way, is a beautiful organization. Yeah. But then, and then also the polarity makes it so. So if you didn't have the polarity of Brady usually being in the middle of the street and peeing on people's yards and all the things <laughs> that, you know, are part of his brand, then right. it, and your dog kind of getting out and all that, then it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been. If yeah. they were always like that, it wouldn't have been like that. So that's why we need the polarity yeah. to, to get to get to the the woohoo. That's true. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Well, I caught it. I caught it from the story. Great. And, um, I I do know how that feels. I I remember having, you know, it's almost like when your whole house is clean and you're like, okay, everybody, come on that's over. My whole feeling. house is clean. And Such then like five feeling. minutes later, you're like, sorry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That really is though. It's amazing what, um, what makes me happy. Then you just like, yeah, when the house is clean, it's such a good feeling. Right. And it lasts, and it lasts like maybe an hour. Right. But it's a great hour. It's a great hour. Yeah. Exactly. But if yeah. you didn't know what it was like when it wasn't like that, we wouldn't appreciate it. So that's why we need clarity. That's what's so, yeah. that's what's so cool about this, this, uh, planet that we live on. Yeah.
Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Well, let's hear more about the, the planet coming up in the first quarter. First quarter reason for the season. Woohoo! Okay. First quarter, Cheryl, what's going on in the cosmos? Energy is pretty intense. Yeah. You, say you might, you might have, you might feel like a upside down world, like what you were describing, you know, with all the kids in one line. Right. Right. <laughs> like any moment it can be upside down. Okay. And well, I, didn't have- I didn't tell the second part of that story is just chaos did erupt after that three minutes of magic. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of things can turn upside down because we have a new moon in Taurus and a, a partial solar eclipse coming up on Saturn day. Oh, cool. at 428 Eastern. So we're already in the portal of it. And it's a very, it's a change. It, eclipses are powerful and they fuel changes. And so is this something that we can see or how does this, what's, what's uh, like, is there anything we can see with our eyes or is this just more about the unseen forces? You may, you may want to see what it's like, but it's going to be pretty dark, the sky. I, I've been told not to do that. I've been told to get, just to get really quiet. Like this is the time for stillness, which correlates with Taurus season. Taurus is a time of refuge and a time of quiet and stillness. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the opposite of a full moon. So a new moon is when the the moon is not illuminated by the sun from our perspective. So we won't, you can't really see it. And it's a dark blank sky. It's like a astrological like a vision board and it's a chance to 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 set the stage really for any any intentions and projects that you have going on and when it coincides with a solar eclipse it's even more intensified because the moon is blotted out by the sky the sky is dark and it casts a shadow on the sun Mm -hmm. and so during the solar eclipse the sun will what we call in cosmic, you know, when you're cosmically literate, it's called conjunct, which means the sun pairs up with the moon rather than opposing it as it does during the lunar eclipse. So like our purpose, our identity, our, our confidence, these areas that are ruled by the sun are on the table. And then yeah. our emotions with, with what's happening with the moon, that can bring up a lot of emotions and intuition and this, this combination of these two events creates a really supercharged, motivating period. And you may be inspired to take bold actions, like really bold actions that can change your life. You might have heard somebody saying like, oh, I got eclipsed, you know, like a total shift, closing one door, opening mm-hmm. another door. Okay. Is this kind of like more like, these are these bold actions more generally like spontaneous like yeah you can't really plan them it's not something that you can that you can plan it's it's something that is going to get into your subconscious going to get into your dream world like something like it's it's they they bring change usually like where something has reached uh like a like a fevered pitch, something that needs to change anyway. Like let's say the DeKalb County school system. <laughs> um, so instead of like trying to steer a ship in a different direction, it's how can you, like we can figure out how to work with these shifts that are happening and and figure out the big picture lesson. Okay. And like just try not to have control. 
Like this would not be even a time that you have to um, set intentions really like how we normally do. Okay. It's, it's best to just let it do its thing and to really pay attention. So when we get real, it's best to get as quiet as you can. And, and it's interesting because it's Taurus. So it's Taurus is the North node. That's, that's where we are right now. The North node universally where we're all heading yeah, yeah. is to understand our values and to understand what brings us that stillness, that peace, that steadiness. One way to find out is to, to consider what animal you really resonate with, like a particular animal Ooh. that you've always that's always inspired you do you have one it could be a, a like a pet a pet that you had when you were younger just an animal that's always piqued your interest that you feel connected to do you have one um yeah that's a great question um a cheetah Ooh. i don't i'm just fascinated because they're the fastest land animal and and uh I, I don't know. I always find myself looking for cheetah videos because they're they're just interesting. Um, do I? That, I don't know. That's a really good question. It's you like to it. Run? Yeah, I like to run, but I don't. I mean, I don't love to run. Uh, I'm trying to think because it's hard. It's a hard question to answer because you can kind of think about what animals you really like, but that's not necessarily the same as what you would maybe identify with. Um, or that you're drawn to. It doesn't have to be that yeah. you identify with it. It would be uh, one that you're drawn to. Any anything that flies, I, I've always. My daughter always asked me. We play this game about like what uh, you know, what magical power would you want to have? And and my answer is always, I want to fly. Hmm. So maybe a maybe an eagle. I don't know. What about you? Let me think about that. Well, so you you want to think about where that animal's habitat is and what the animal does. And that would be the place that you could find refuge that you could find peace, peace there. You could, it's that Taurus place that would be soothing. Okay. Place where you would get steadiness where you could deep, deeply breathe, feel grounded and secure. One See, of mine is deer because okay. you're going to, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, that there's plenty of those around here. Yeah, I grew. I have up in, I have seven of you in my backyard. I think right now. I grew up in Bucks County, and I, every time I see them, I'm always intrigued. I like to. I feel like I can communicate with them in a way, and I love the woods. I love the forests. So that would be me, you know. But what's interesting is, like you and I both. I guess I live more in the city, city than you do. But there aren't any like natural, you know, animals. The the city is its natural habitat, except for maybe a a cockroach, right? An insect, a cockroach, maybe a rat, but usually people don't say that, you know? So often we need to get out of the, the city to get to a, a, a place that's, um, that feels more soothing and comfortable. So for you, it sounds like with a cheetah likes to have freedom, likes to run and, and go fast and a, um, and anything that flies can go fast and just having a lot of a lot freedom. of it's freedom. A lot of it's definitely freedom. But you know what's funny though? I also love the sloth, and it's like there's because they're super cute, and yeah. uh, and that's kind of like like the polarity of the sloth and the cheetah, right? Like the slowest and the fastest. That would actually be a that would be a great like 
cartoon <laughs> or something. The sloth and the cheetah. Be. There's uh, the polarity again. Yeah. I agree with you. I think sloths are, I, I remember my children did, they studied Costa Rica. They studied, they studied Costa Rica in first grade and they all had to do a report on an animal and one of mine did one on a sloth and I fell in love and they wanted to go to Disney World then and I did not want to go. It's just not my scene. And we went, we wound up going to Costa Rica, which was actually more affordable. Than favorite. Yeah, it really is. It's also one of my and favorite places see, on earth. Did you get to see a sloth there? I've seen sloths in, uh, in, in Costa Rica. Yeah. 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 yeah because then you can you can catch their currency and relax you know because they're mean? just so, exactly they're just there's there's no rush there's no there's no stress there's no hurry um <laughs> you're just uh, you're jealous of this little guy right well that's a, that's our scorpio too we like to just be you know just leave us alone let us just do our thing and but for you the freedom that you're sagittarius you want to be able to go where you want to go and do what you want to do. And that that's the thing. If you ever watch like your son, particularly, I'm sure he still does it, but when he was two, that, that's when we're the smartest is we run around like crazy. And then we just plop down and go to sleep. Yeah. That's how we should be spending all our days is, and that's Taurus energy right there. That's the currency we want to catch this season is it's very simple. It's that wisdom and simplicity sleep when you're tired, eat when you're hungry. Not sleep to sleep when you're, tired, when you're not tired, not to just hungry. lay yeah. around, yeah. like go get moving when you're ready to move. And because that could be like the, the, you know, the, the one end of the spectrum is always sleeping, always eating that one, you know, that wouldn't get us too far. Right. But, but sleeping when we're tired, eating when we're hungry and that, and that's what this eclipse is helping us to do the simple wisdom and also are what's valuable. Taurus is ruled by Venus. So what is what is valuable to us considering what, like what animal is valuable to us? Art, what music, what music is soothing? Cause you know how some people like, I'm gonna put on this soothing music or you go somewhere, like, you know, you're in an elevator or a doctor's office or even a yoga studio and they're playing music that they think is soothing according to their values. Yeah. And it's not always, yeah. And there's a lot of people, I met my friend Netta, she does um, heavy metal yoga. And I really respect that. That's a thing. That's a thing because that brought her to that still quiet place. And that was her authentic value. And it, and then she taught that and she still does. And it, and it does really well because it's her authentic what else? Where, where would, where would one go to do heavy metal yoga? Tough love yoga. Tough love. Is that mm-hmm. the name of the place? Yep. Tough love. Okay. Wow. Super cool. Wow. Very, very Do they have goats there too? They don't have goats, but I know goat yoga is a thing. Um, so this is the time to really, con- and same with art, you know, like what art do you value? What do you value? What relationships do you value? What do you value? in your home and then things that are not valuable to you, this is a great time to give them away or clear them out. Like what is beautiful to you? And also um, considering how things, how things taste, how things feel, making sure that you have that, that's very soothing for you. And 
like what it is that you value our self-worth like how we value nutrition how we value food how we value um how we value peace and quiet and and how to get that that and this is our time to not overthink that's why it's a challenge for me i have a lot of gemini yeah not to overthink and it also you know if you look at the glyph of taurus it's a bull and you know often we think of bulls you know when you when you think of a bull what do you think of Chicago Bulls, probably. I think of uh, I think of a china shop. I think of uh, a big, <laughs> a big, powerful animal that can cause chaos and destruction. And yeah, and I mean, if you put a bull in the china shop, which you know, why would you do that? But if that happened, it's a great. But that's a great. That's that polarity that's funny because yeah. bulls don't belong in a china shop, right? Right, right. right. Like they, that's not their habitat. I like, I don't like being in a China shop either. I feel like a <laughs> China shop. I'm uh, I don't know if I've ever been in one, but it's it sounds stressful. It does, doesn't it? Right. It, it sounds stressful as opposed to a pasture. But right. bulls are, if you think about bulls, they're they're male cows. And you know, they're very peaceful unless you point them, point, poke them, like poke and provoke them, then they're not going to be so peaceful. So that's interesting. That's how that's the season right now is okay. to get soothed and centered, calm, cool, collected, understand the wisdom of your body and letting life be. Now, this is a fine art, is letting life be. That's probably why you and I are so drawn to a sloth. Let life be what it is without embellishment or overcomplication. Okay, I like that. And it's the, it's, it's the opposite of Scorpio, Taurus. So if you look at the the chart, the circle, the zodiac wheel, Taurus and, and Scorpio are directly across from each other, yeah. which means they're polarities and they're yeah. also, they're on different, they're two different spectrums. And that's what we want to find our balance in. And Scorpio is considered the wisdom, like going deep and penetrating and getting wisdom from doing hard, hard things like um, dealing with some traumatic things that have come up maybe from your childhood or um, shadow work, stuff like that. Just dealing with the the complications, getting to the root of the issue, clearing that mess up. And then the, the um, piece is um, Taurus. And so usually when we get that wisdom from digging things up, it's usually painful, right? Like sometimes we get the wisdom from a, a horrible breakup or from a death, yeah. Yeah. dying, or we, we almost die. So we don't wanna be doing that all the time. And with, uh, with those of us that have a lot of Scorpio currency, we have to look at the opposite, you know, and see, oh, well, Taurus is about just finding that peace. So that's the game is do the work, you know, work on some things, but not all the time. It's like kind of being on a, not that I would do this, but like being on a juice cleanse forever, you, you know, maybe doing it four times a year during the equinoxes and solstices, but not all the time, because that's too much. And that's the same with Scorpio, like always being so intense and, and working on stuff and trying to clean out and get to the root of every childhood traumatic issue that you had is a lot, you know? Yeah. So try to balance that out. Let life be what it is without overcomplication. Very fine art. Okay. So that's the, that's what yeah. we need to do. So this Saturn day, practice pleasure seeking. That's Taurus, like, but you know, with sounds like a great Saturday to me, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's what the cosmos want us to do. 
So like free your senses and, and maybe, and, and it's also good, like earthy, like get it, go outside. Taurus is walking in beauty. Like the, it's the art of, of nature, like real, real art. Like look, look at Atlanta right now. I mean, it's just amazingly gorgeous with all the flowers and go outside and, and be, be with that. That's yeah. just the time, like the gratitude for everything that grows, sustains and supports, and maybe even, you know, getting a, getting a rooted vegetable right out of the earth and eating it like that. That's the sensation, you know, or crushing like wild herbs between the fingers. That's what we're, that's what we want to do, like basking in that stability. And when we're in that rest state, then we can, we can claim our, we can claim repose, which is well-earned. Okay. Great stuff as always. Okay. All right. We'll see you back for the second quarter. Second quarter. Woo wire. We're back. Second quarter. I tell a story. Pseudo guru channels a cosmic force on the woohoo wire. And we ask that cosmic force a question about my story. Today, I want to talk about BS. That's right. Bullshit. It's a funny word when you think about it. I was forced to think about it last week when my daughter asked me what BS means. I was telling a story to my wife and I said something like, that's total BS. And my precious little daughter asked me, daddy, what does BS mean? She's, trust me, she's heard me say way worse than that, by the way. So I told her, and now it's her favorite word. And you can you can judge me all you want, but listen, nobody's ever had six kids walk in a straight line out in the wild like I did on Sunday. So I have that going for me. But seriously, it really is a funny, it's a funny word. And so I tried to find the origin of it online. And I couldn't really find anything plausible. Like just there were general things like the French used to call it a, a term for nonsense. It, you know, things like that. I couldn't really figure out the origin of the word, the etymology, if you will. But the symbol of the bull is so prevalent in our world. My, my co-host asked me in the last quarter what I think of when I hear the word bull. China shop, of course, it's a, it's a funny image. Chicago Bulls, which were my, my favorite team as a kid. It makes you think of winning. We use the term bull market and bear market. And interestingly, bull market means positive and strong and bear market means declining and, and weak which is weird because i don't see bears as weak maybe that really shows you how powerful the bull is and speaking of that what, what about the running of the bulls in spain you know never mind how crazy on a, a, of an event that is but why the bull why not a pig or, or a donkey but back to bullshit why is the bull being singled out here for meaning nonsense or stupid or not true or crazy. Every other term with bull in it means something more the line of, of strong and powerful. So something just doesn't add up here. So my question this week is, what's the origin of the term bullshit? And do bulls around the world take offense to this a great degrading part of our vernacular?
Here I am, the cosmic bull. No way. Really? Really? Well, I wasn't even sure there was a cosmic bull. That's amazing. There is. I like your question. And we do not take offense because we don't even have that emotion at all. We're not offended. We're amused. Okay. That you use it in that context. That's probably good. Mm -hmm. You know, very, our presence is very impressive, as you know. Yeah. Very masculine. Yeah. And we're, we're, an, we're an idol for many, many cultures, ancient and even now, like the bulls. And, and Taurus, of course. Of course. And yes, our symbolism is linked to, to fighting, but we don't really fight that much. We're peaceful. We're cows, you know. Mm -hmm. We're male cows. Male cows with balls, right? Yes. Yes, we do have those. And we have horns. And so you got that going. We got that going for us. And so we're, we're the currency for male fertility, for wealth, and for abundance. Okay. That's, those are pretty good things. But it's interesting because us bulls, we've often been sacrificed during ancient rituals, people that were hoping to secure the God's goodwill. Right. And right. that really didn't turn out that well. We don't really like being sacrificed, but we are also, we're there for humanity. We're very magical. And in your question about what we call magical manure is the cows, the female presence. They have the manure that you want. They have, the, <laughs> it's, it's like, I guess, to compare to what you're, that you could relate to. It's like, we drop our manure. It's like a, it's like when, like the feeling that you would get when someone deposits something in your bank account, whether it's your, you know, actual um, dollars, I think you have there in America, dollars. Yes. It, it's yes. like that. Or, dollars. or like what you'd share in Woohoo, which we all obviously are part of, your spiritual bank account, your Woohoo bank account. That's what dropping our manure is. It's like opening up a gift and finding the thing you wanted. It's like winning a bet. And it's very, it's, it's a joy, it's a, it's a validation and it's physical evidence that we care about your earth and the life on it. So when you say it right now, that term bullshit, you mean it as deception and worthless words. And our manure is not worthless. It's, it's marvelous, it's renewable, it's a renewable resource. There are, listen, there are a lot of stoners and hippies out there that will absolutely think your, your manure is the greatest thing going. Well, it is. And not just for them, although we appreciate them helping our brand. Just for the listeners, so we, if you're not aware, that's where magic mushrooms come from. We're magic mushrooms. That's why we call it magic manure. We don't call it what you're calling it. You know, like you don't call yourself like human, right? You just excrement, <laughs> like you don't call it human, right? We normally don't so, even talk about it. <laughs> You don't. Well, we talk about it because ours is much more nu nutrient than yours. Definitely. And it's, you know, because ours is a renewable resource and we complete the nutrient cycle through soils and plants. And it's, but it, ours is not as good as cow. And so what we know, what I know as the cosmic bull, 
is that that term that you use, bullshit, it originated from fertilizer salesmen really? who would take a load of our magic manure. No, no, pun, no pun intended. Right. Take a load and cover it with a thin layer of cow manure and make it seem like they were offering a whole load of cow manure, like a load of bullshit, but they Interesting. weren't. Interesting. Yeah. So that's where the bullshit came from. So, Our, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Cosmic Bull. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. No, you go ahead. So, so cow poop is 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 more coveted than bull poop. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's, it's it's more nutrient. It's huh. it's better as a fertilizer. Okay. Ours is good for like if you're doing sacred practices. You know, both are good for building homes. You know, we're, you know, that cattle were very, we're very sacred in, in India. Of because, right. And because we, we provide a lot of power and milk and, uh, but mostly for our magic manure. And a lot of the, the villagers have used our, our prosperous poop. Um, beyond fertilizer, they use it to build and as fuel for cook fires and as an insect repellent. Wow. Wow. Because every, every good, every good, we call it pies too. So you could call it like a prosperous pie because it looks like a pie. Have you noticed that? Have you been in a pasture? I have actually. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I've, I have. You're right. It does. And when it's good, like when we're fed well with grass, so what's not, not good is if we're not, if we're not fed things that we wouldn't normally eat, but when we're fed with grass, it actually smells really nice. And it's a pleasant kind of earthy tang to it. And it's, uh, it's when you look at it, which I highly recommend, <laughs> you can see that there's like spirals. It's like fermented spirals Oh, and wow. you know that spirals, right? You talk about the woohoo energy, the kundalini energy spiraling up. Yeah. All the magical currencies come in spirals, energy works in spirals. And so that's what you would see, these spirals and these really tiny shreds of grass in a, in a really cool mix of probiotic microbes. Ooh. And the color is a deep olive green, which is green is the heart. It's and also Taurus too. It's very earthy. Well, listen, so Cos Cosmic Bowl. That's one of the that's one of the uh, most beautiful visuals I've ever heard of of poop. That's that's wild. Only a Cosmic Bowl could could do that. Well, you might consider having you know more art with that. Like what they used to make art out of our our um, precious poop and. You know, you can still see the, the, the grass is, you can still see it in the manure, but we've gone through a profound transformation because you all as humans do not need to be eating grass. You shouldn't eat grass. And with us, like our digestion is so magical that our, our flora and our fauna that, that break down and ferment and the acids that we have, our fatty acids, no, and we're not like boasting about this, it's a fact. No other animal can make such good use of roughage. Yeah. And that's what grass is, it's roughage. Yeah. And we can actually prolong the life of society when we're managed as we should be. 
and and our our prosperous poop is the is the key. Okay. So when it's distribute when we're distributed over grasslands, that's that's our habitat. That's our natural. That's what we like is grass, and we're part of a really sweet, well managed grazing system. Then, and we have like classic root growth to, to build up the solid soil carbon. Then we actually reduce the atmospheric carbon and. You know, I, I'm I'm here to tell you that you should be enamored by our manure. <laughs> I'm know, with you. I ca listen, Cosmic Bowl. I I'm with you, and I I'm not sure if there's another cosmic force out there that could that could say that. So I have to give that to you. L let me ask you this, Cosmic Bowl. Uh, how do you feel about the rodeo? I don't like it. That's not yeah. what we're there for. We're, we yeah. were not we were not created for rodeos. We really weren't. And it's, uh, we do have at our conventions, those are the things that we, we've discussed that we don't have as many right now, um, but we've had to do a lot of work with that. The worst is though, when they're putting, um, putting us together, like um, us and the cat, any kind of cattle where we aren't able to graze freely and aren't yeah. able to have really good grass because we need, we, and, and we're just not able to walk around and digest. It takes 12 days, 12 days for us to digest. Wow. And it's a very meticulous process and you can't digest by just standing. You have to move around. And our, our digestion has been compared to, the, to your brain, to the human brain. So our senses are turned kind of outward and, and it, it's, our senses, like your senses are more outward, ours are inward. So we're very conscious of our digestion and it's like how we meditate. Okay. We, we meditate on our digestion. We have, you know, four, four stomachs and we, like what we do is miraculous. We eat inedible to you. We eat grass. So it's not competing with you. You don't need to be eating grass. We eat grass from the vast prairies, that's what we like, prairies. We don't like when we see grass on people's lawns either. To have gardens in your yard, not grass, but that's, you know, that the tourist season is a time to consider that. Unless you have a cow in your front yard, which if you have a big enough front yard, have at least two cows. That would be, that would be awesome. That would be so cool. It would be yeah, so cool. I'd like to have a cow and a chicken. Well, in India, they have cows roaming all yeah. the time. Yeah. And so what, what we do is that we take grass and we convert it into edible meat and edible milk that can really sustain you. And that's, that's pretty magical. That is, you've done a, you've done a lot for humanity, uh, Cosmic Bull. I, I, we, on behalf of the humans down here, I want to thank you for that. We appreciate you. And I don't think we tell you that enough. Well, thank you. We, we, we know, and we, we, we don't do our work. We don't meditate on our miraculous digestion and our, our just amazing piles of pies that we give to you. We don't meditate on our, um, it's just so miraculous. Like we, we, we don't do it for that recognition. We do it for you. We're not transactional. We're very, um, we do it just for the love uh, the, the universal love, the unconditional love. We just do it out of love. That's why so many know that we're sacred. We are very, very sacred and, and they honor our, our sacredness. And we, 
all we need, all we ask for is pasture and grass and able to move around. It's not a lot and that you ask like for. like to be your allies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, you're welcome back here anytime. Next time, maybe bring, bring uh, your girlfriend, the cow. The holy cow. Yeah. The holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell her we said hi. We will. And she's, she's at the loyal to soil convention and, <laughs> um, but she would love, she sends her love and wants <laughs> you to thrive microbiology, biology wise. That's what she really wants you to do. And nutrient dense plants, you need our prosperous coop to have nutrients, dense plants. And from my understanding, um, if, if anytime you're eating plants or eating anything that wasn't that didn't have our magical manure that we meditate on, the digestion of, it's not going to work as well for your metabolism, your digestion. So you want to make sure you know where the manure was from and you can just ask that. And you might not find the answer in a, in a store, but you would find the answer at a farmer's market, right? Okay, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So All right. Them, so maybe you could, you know, just, just refer to them as our patties or our pies or our manures or our poops. You know, those are all loving words. But to say, but now you know where the, the context bullshit came from. And we, we laugh at it and we're not offended, as, as I said. But um, I just wanted to help you clear that out and go bulls. Thank you so much for clearing it, making clear that term and where it came from. That was interesting. I really didn't know that. Thanks again. Tell the cow we said hi, and uh, we hope to see you again soon. Okay. Moo. <laughs> Moo, woo, hoo. Safe travels. This week's show is sponsored by the Cosmic Bull. It's the animal that helps move blockages preventing prosperity and fertility. So call upon Cosmic Bull to catch the currency needed for immense strength. Third quarter, the interview. Okay, welcome back to the third quarter, Cheryl. We have two very special guests today. Who are we talking to? Very special. They have a farm called Buffalo Creek Berry Farm Ooh, in here cool. in Georgia. And I get to see them every Saturday at Freedom Farmers Market. That's awesome. Okay, you've yeah. talked about that. Yeah. Yes. And they're a, we have a husband and wife team, Cameron Phillips and Laura Palace. And they're living their dream on this berry farm. And Laura, she has her doctorate, Dr. Laura. She was raised near, near, um, near, not too far, Madison County. And she has her doctorate in, in drying, which I, her pro project was drying um, blueberries and, and focusing on the quality and sensory aspects of it, which is so Taurus. Yeah. And, and then she lived in Australia and worked in the food industry, developing gluten-free breakfast cereals and snacks and rice varieties. And then Cameron 
is here as well. And he was, he was born in a really cool place, Wagga Wagga, Australia, which uh -huh. I love that. Now uh -huh. I want to go there. And Cameron, you were raised on farms there and you started out conventional farming and then you moved to a more biodynamic farming because of the commercial sprays. And you studied agriculture too. And, and now you're here in, in Georgia and, oh, you, you were at your family farm with, in Australia with the pomegranates, which I thought was really cool. And, and then you, you got married and moved to Georgia and you have your dream of growing and creating healthy foods. And I can say that they, I mean, I'm like addicted to the, to their foods, like anything, then they always, you guys have always have a variety of foods that I love. And I, I eat all the time. I may, I, I make crackers with your salsas and your garlics and, and I'm always giving anybody who comes over the pumpkin spreads and the apple spreads, like everything is just so, so nutritive. So we're really glad you're both here, especially in tourist season, because we're learning about values. Tourist season's about making sure that we understand what our values are and how to be more resourceful and earning a living with your talents. And it's what you seem to be doing. So would you like to share about your, your values and how you embody your values through your work? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, thank you, Cheryl. That's a very good summary of uh, of us. That's the longest intro ever in the history of the show, too, I believe. <laughs> and there could have been more. Yes, I mean, I'm very fascinated with them. Yeah, so she, was, she could have said more if she wanted to. Oh, I could get into the Australians. Well, we will get into their Australians. Well, we'll get into that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Okay. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Welcome, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> we, uh, well, with, with regard to, I guess, uh, Good health, healthy families, and meaningful work are values to us. And so, um, I had three younger brothers, and when we, when I was uh, nine or ten years old, our family was separated because mum couldn't handle. Uh, mum had a health crisis, and uh, uh, she had been writing letters to politicians and sending drinking water we we collected rainwater from the uh we had 16 inch rainfall which is quite low compared to where we are here 48 inch so and we didn't have wells so uh like you do here in georgia so much so mum was sending uh samples of water off to be tested for chemicals and the reports would never come back mm -hmm. agricultural chemicals i'm talking about because we used to as you mentioned live in conventional rice growing area it was all irrigated cropping and not so far away was sit, uh, a, a lot of orchard fruit so there was a, it was a heavy chemical agricultural chemical chemical area but anyway uh four boys and dad working a lot on the farm uh there was a family health crisis and we were separated as boys and had to live uh with with family and with some other friends and we uh gratefully we were looked after very well and and reunited again a couple of years later as a family. So uh, healthy food, we, how do I try and get this together a little bit more concisely? Chemical free nutrient dense food is a value for us. And, and our studies, I guess has led us that, that the biodynamic method or organic permaculture combining some of those along with mentors is um, 
how we wanted to put nutrient dense food on the food on the table for us and for other families to try and create strong, healthy families. I, yeah. I think the summary. That's great. And so I'll jump in. So I'm Laura. Thanks, Cheryl. Lovely uh, to be here. It's nice actually for Karen and I to be on something together. Usually during the day, I'm in the kitchen doing so many uh, value adds or uh, dreaming up new things to grow on the farm, which then uh, I asked Cameron to figure out how to water and manage for me. Um, but uh, he, uh, he graciously does it and we do our best to uh, work as a team for particularly for us that food and the, the wholesomeness and the nutrition, uh, nutrient density, what goes in, we are what we eat. And we believe that having good, Gut bacteria is so important. Uh, everything we make uh, with our product, we grow. Uh, if we don't grow it, then we're trying to do our best to source organic and local um, ingredients. And it's fun. It's fun for me to be able to go from the food industry and corporate world where you're told that you have to have certain amount of preservatives to being able to use nature's preservatives of sugar and salt and vinegars uh, and lemon juices to acidify using those natural preservatives without the addition of the artificial ones. So it's staying true to ourselves and it's probably the key. So tell, that's a great intro, thank you. So tell us more about Buffalo Creek Berry Farm and, and exactly like what you guys produce and are you producing things on a national level, local level or what, where, you know, where your product's going and uh, a little bit about that. So we started out in 2017 purchasing a existing UPIC farm, found out, uh, so that was in October 2017, we moved from Australia to uh, Georgia. Berry season doesn't start until the summertime. And so that <laughs> summer of 2018, we realized that UPIC was not going to be something that we were uh, going to be able to live on as a family. So went to UGA Small Business Development, uh, and got a consultant to help us. And his advice was farmer's markets, directly taking our product directly to people, which has now evolved to us uh, through trying to do lots of different markets, finding our groove. So that we're going into our fifth growing season now. And we have gone from just blueberries, blackberries and mulberries to growing strawberries, deciding that raspberries weren't our fit. So now we're trialing some boysenberries. We grow ginger, turmeric, and then a whole host of herbs and garlic, onions, veggies. And then that's uh, our home base has become the Freedom Farmers Market in Atlanta. Being able to supply and go on a Saturday to one market means that we get to see the folks, we're the farmers, folks get to talk to us. They can ask us any question because we've done it. We've been there, it gives us, we. We just get so excited to talk to our consumers on Saturday yeah. because you can ask us a question and we can either go home and do some research and come back or you can say, hey, I really like a jam like that has rhubarb in it. Okay, well, we don't grow rhubarb. So this spring we decided to plant some rhubarb so that we can make some strawberry rhubarb. So being able to have the conversation and the feedback is just, it's, it's awesome. What, so aside from the, uh, the the food products themselves, what other things like jams are you are you making like com like combining like combining some of your products together? Certainly, gosh, well we've got uh, probably at least thirteen flavors of jams. One of the special things for me when I back in 
living in Australia and I would buy jams, I didn't know how to make them. I noticed that it was really hard to find something that wasn't uh, 60% sugar. Trying to find a, a fruit jam that had more than 50%, 55% uh, fruit was really hard. So I vowed that if I ever one day made a jam, I was gonna make it have more fruit and less sugar. And so that's what we do. Our, uh, our formulations are standard at 60% fruit and 40% uh, sugar. The, the idea is just to, uh, that brings out the flavor. We do, we use organic cane sugar. Um, jams don't really taste that good without sugar, to be honest. So we've, uh, we've kept the sugar in there. We've had a lot of people who wanted products without sugar. So that led us down the pickles route, led us down the salsas route. We value added our garlic and make uh, minced garlic. We've made garlic relish with the green scapes. That's the top part of the garlic because we grow hard neck garlic on the farm. And uh, in, back to the flavors of jam, strawberries are bestseller. It's just, it's divine. It's simple. Sometimes people ask what's our favorite and they go, really, strawberry? But it is, it's one we can <laughs> eat by the spoonful. I make That's it spreadable awesome. so it's not too hard. Um, cool. But I love, probably my most recent and actually what I made today is blueberry rosemary. The herb <laughs> addition oh. to the fruit is, it is just amazing. So I've done okay. blackberry basil and blackberry cardamom, but the blueberry rosemary is, uh, yeah, it's pot looking good. Cool. That sounds awesome. I love this. I love this because you've combined just the, I would call it the, the spiritual aspect as well, the mystical aspect of just loving what you do and bringing the magic in as well as your, your, both of you, all the studies that you've done with this. And it shows that everything that you make is, is top quality. And I, I'm very aware of how food affects me and my body. And I feel so much more, what we call woohoo, like my woohoo currency grows. I feel so vibrant and I probably have your foods every day because I make these crackers with whatever you're, I always like to see what you've, what you've created. And so lately I've been making them with the garlic and the, um, the salsa and it's been really nice. Um, so we're, we very much value what you do. And you can see Brandon looking at them. They're very, very vibrant. And mm -hmm. so is everything that they make. And do you, do you agree, Lauren Cameron, that it's, it, it's a combination of the love that you have doing it, which gives it the magic, as well as really understanding the whole like, soil biology, the way that the soil works, that and the way that the plants, because like, you, you focus so much on both the nutrition and the sensory aspects of it, how to, to get it to really taste good, that both of them equally make, make it so that, that people are really getting the value, the valuable nutrients that they need. Well, what you what touched on when you just mentioned those uh, comments, Cheryl, was having looked up uh, the studies on music and the types of music played with uh forming of ice crystals mm. and what uh you know good well i won't say good music but classical music musics with a consistent beat that were uplifting jazz classical music kind of come to mind uh maybe inya style those uh those types of music played when the formation of of 
ice. And you can look this up on Google. I can't remember the guy's uh, name. It's like Yamamoto or something along those lines. Oh, yes. We have a whole podcast on, on somebody who studies water. Yes. That he did a whole study on what you, exactly. So, yeah. I believe that when we're harvesting of putting out uh, happy vibes, because I don't want to tell the plant that it's unhappy, that I'm unhappy and frustrated with it, because then I think that actually does transcend to uh, poor mm -hmm. fruit. I believe my dad had a real hard time. He was a plant physiologist. That's where I'd learned my love of plants and uh, learned how to start things from seed. But he could not prune a plant because he felt like they had feelings. And that was just something he could not do uh, to save himself. And I, I think that there is an element that we don't really realize and appreciate the living aspect of our plants. We had uh, you, Cheryl. You mentioned Isabel Friend, right? Episode nineteen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what would you call her? A water scientist, or a, what, what would you call herself? Like, a, yeah, she studies all this. She studies she, water, and it's her whole existence is about water. And um, she opened my eyes up to just how you can positively or negatively affect the molecules in water by doing certain things. And, it was pretty, I mean, it's things that I had never, was never aware of, but um, very similar to what you're talking about uh, here with the plants. Well, sound codes are everything. Sound they, codes. That's and you right. want That's the sound codes, you want to be as high vibrational as you can, and you can bring that in to the, to the water, even what you say to it, what you think to it, and you can have the sound, like I have music playing all the time. So all of your beautiful products, when they get to my home, they they get all that extra uh, mantra music playing for them, and so I, I love that that you do that and that you you care about the plants' emotions. And I've read lots of books and studied a, a lot about about this. And apparently, like, and sometimes I can um, just imagine like them the plants um, like when you're you know even like if we're cooking spinach or something like. I've just heard it said that the plants in your house will kind of cry, like, oh, my friends are getting, you know, like, oh no, you know, but they, it, that totally makes sense. And there's, there's even um, people that I've studied with it say there's little Davies and little fairies, like in every plant and you can talk to them and they'll come out and, and like looking at your children to so all of their children, Brandon, look like fairies. They look like, I mean, out of just like out of a Lord of the Rings, you know, just beautiful, huge. Did you go, you both have that too, the big magical eyes and just bringing that essence into all that you do is, is that's what makes me come every week. Like, and if I don't come, I send somebody to get the stuff that I need. <laughs> so it's, uh, um, I recommend for everybody to, to find you, you out. And that's, that's where they can, they can come is the Freedom Farmers Market. Where is that? Right? Is that yeah, which where's that at? It's it's right in um right by the Carter Center. So okay. do you guys do online sales as well? Like if I wanted to try that strawberry jam, which sounds amazing, do you guys do online sales or do I have to come to the farmers market? I honestly prefer you to come to the farmers market. There's a I've been advised there's a four foot drop uh in the mail system. You've got to survive three times a four foot drop and glassware. Uh -huh, gotcha. Don't do very well. We uh, we did send a little package to a friend up in Illinois, and uh, the jams made it, but the lids had popped due to uh, so many tumbles along the way. I I think they maybe nearly kicked the box the entire way up there. But <laughs> uh, not to uh, encourage with the whole putting of uh, glassware into the mail. 
and plus we love to meet people sure. i know that that's hard and not everyone might live near freedom um but uh it, it is a beautiful market and an area is there one uh is there one berry above all else that's kind of like a magic berry for for like gut health is there one above it is there any is there one berry that's maybe more healthier than the rest blueberry is probably the most researched okay yep blueberries well, and yeah blueberries because they're actually not a super sweet berry and so that's one of the things that they've done really well they've turned around uh kids who have had gut problems and have uh, been able to eat high kids would eat a lot like we're talking half a gallon a day and it really helps their gut flora our personal favorite family favorite on the farm is the mulberry and okay. um, it is sweet it is about 23 bricks so 23 percent sugar it's seems uh, so that technically would be about twice the amount of sugar that then's uh, in your blackberry and your blueberry but it I think it's amplified in the mouth when you eat it smaller so it's an elongated like a blackberry but it's elongated and then the little uh, what do you want to call it? the little lobes on the blackberry that they're much smaller so it's not quite as seedy okay so yeah I don't know if I've ever had a mulberry I danced around the bush before, but never, never had one. Um, no, but so, you know, they're not bushes. They're not bushes. Okay. That's funny. Big trees, and they're great trees to climb in. Many people who come to market remember having one at their grandma's or hmm. way back when, because unfortunately, the uh, mulberries do make a big mess on your car. And often, so if they were in the city, people didn't like them in the city because they would be parking their cars underneath them. Gotcha. So speaking of grandmas, my my grandma used to make pies like just wait. My my memory of her is literally just pies, grandma and pies. That's it. And she would make pies all day, like different berries. And they were they were farmers in Indiana. Um, my favorite, which I don't think I've had in 30 years, was a gooseberry pie. Can I where could I get a gooseberry pie or gooseberries? Are you familiar with those? I have looked at them in the magazines because I dream of all these other berries. Uh, okay. what grow because last year we lost our crop of blueberries blackberries and mulberries to a late freeze called a blackberry oh. winter when you oh, hear man. blackberry winter it's yeah. not a good term for farmers and that oh, just means no. that the freeze happens when uh, the flowers are in full bloom so we lost those that crop last year and uh, that's how salsas were born so we did a pivot and really magnified our veggie patch which was cool because we learned more things um but uh, at the same time, we started just trying to research, well, what are other berries that maybe might grow in Georgia? We get pretty darn hot here on the farm and we get pretty darn cold. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're not New York cold, but we do have some uh, extremes of, that uh, make it a bit challenging. So to answer your question about gooseberries, probably not around here. Um, looks like maybe, uh, yeah, well back home for you really i guess i guess i'm gonna have to go back home i've been on this i've been on this very like not a very aggressive search for gooseberries but uh i have over the years tried to find them and i can never do it so i'm gonna have to head back to indiana yeah there you go you we a couple of weeks ago there was a a sudden cold front coming in and i love how you asked us all to think warm thoughts for your berries right so you had us use visualization. You told us exactly what to do. And you have so many, all of your customers 
know who you are and adore you and they and it worked right didn't it work it wasn't too, they, we, they we we're getting through we, we will get through cheryl there's there's blueberries that are um quarter inch diameter at the moment there's a okay. lot of i mean we lost a lot it was going to be a huge crop if we didn't have any freeze damage mm. we, we'll, i think we'll have a respectable crop and uh that'll be good to turn up at the farmer's market being promoted, advertised as a berry farm and having you know, <laughs> berries to... <laughs> at the end of last summer, I'm laughing, but at the end of last summer, a very honest customer came and said, do you ever have fresh berries? And I said, <laughs> well, yes, but not this year. We had fresh strawberries, but it just wasn't meant to be to have the others. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just pivoting a bit, can you talk to us about uh, the magic manure that you that you know about? And is there a difference between like a cow manure and a steer manure or bull manure? Yeah, that, I have a quick answer to that. Well, there, the quick answer is yes, there is a difference between the cow and the bull. Uh, yes, there's something there's something a little more technical about bull manure and cow manure, because with making the Biodynamic 500 preparation, which um, I did do some in Australia, I haven't I haven't made any Biodynamic 500 here in the USA, but it was preferably to be manure from a lactating cow with a calf, mm -hmm. and the manure preferably was to go into a female cow horn. No, so there was no BS. <laughs> preparation and uh it, it was one of my jobs yesterday to contact a bd farmer to ask why it had to be from the cow and not not from a bull or a steer but um uh, a lot of the regenerative agriculture folks that are uh, uh graziers or have herds of animals talk about the importance of the ruminant for uh building grasslands and I guess the, the old traditional indigenous um, herds of uh, ruminants roaming across grasslands in multiple continents were the real assisters in the soil building. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that. And cows are, you know, holy cow, right? They're so magical, yeah. cows and the bulls. I want to also talk about your charts. I love that. You, you might not know this, you're, you weren't born the same year, you're born in different parts of the world, Australia and Georgia, you both are, have your son in Leo, which I think is really cool because the son is so nourishing and both of you have your son there and in the, you have it in the third house, which is communication. So you're able to communicate and you have mercury, let me see, one of you has mercury there. Um, Cameron, you have Mercury there, and um, oh, and uh, Laura, you have Venus, your love language. So that's all in Leo, which is playful and um, from the heart, and is ruled by the Sun. And so I found that really interesting that you both have that, and and your love language and how you communicate with with what the sun, how the sun nourishes and how we need the sun for the plants. So that was really cool. You also both have your moon 
which is your emotional. So the sun is what you're nourished by and the, and what's like that at your core, what, what you like to revolve your life around, which is the sun, what you do. And the moon is your emotions and your body. And you both have that in cancer, which is in your second house. Your second house is about, is like, it's like Taurus, like the Taurus currency that we're in now. Taurus is second house and both of your moons are there. And so emotionally, and as so that's why you, you put, because uh, cancer is our emotional intelligence and you have your moon there and moon rules cancer. And it's in your second house, which is how you make, like um, getting, getting prosperity from your talents. So you both have that. And in your first house, your rising signs, you're both Gemini. So you have these top three situations. You're all the, you're the same. And Gemini is a, with talking and learning. That's why you're always learning and, and changing and seeing all different sides of things and creating new um, crops and, and new products. That's the Gemini. So I love that you both share that. And there's so much more I'll, I'll share with you when I come see you on Saturday. Um, we so appreciate you both, you both here, your magical beings, and that you took the time out of your farming day and your family days to talk with us. Yeah, that was, um, that was fun. I, I have a lot more questions, but for the sake of time, I'm, I'm going to refrain, but I really want to try that strawberry jam. I'll help you, you do. Mm -hmm, you do. <laughs> so you really I'll, do. I'll say, I may have to send my proxy uh, shopper, uh, but I will, I'll do my best. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Well, but thank, thank you. you guys. Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was really interesting. And you guys, um, your your farm sounds amazing. And um, I hope to meet you in person one day. And thanks for sharing what you guys do. I think it'll be really inspirational to the, what you value, and to and you value each other, and you value family, and you value the farm, and everything about you is is so yeah. inspirational you can tell that just by the the vibe here on this on this zoom call that we're doing right now so yeah that's mm -hmm. that's great yeah the partnership that you have and and it, it's true like you were talking about the music with water and the words with water but it's the same like you're even with farming your intention and your integrity and your vibration comes out into the food and that's why it's so nutritive. So thank you. Thank you for your service for Georgia. <laughs> exactly. I'll see you on Saturday. I can't wait to get that um, rosemary. What was Blueberry. it? Rosemary. Blueberry, Blueberry rosemary. All right, I'll be there bright and early. <laughs> I'll have my daughter, another daughter in town. So it'll be good. I'll have two of my daughters with me. All right. Take care, you all. Woohoo. Right. Woo thank okay. you. Woo thank you, Brandon. Thank you. Fourth quarter, this week's top four list. Woohoo! Okay, welcome back to the fourth quarter. It is time for the top four list, which is sweeping the nation in popularity right now. Cheryl, what's what's our top four <laughs> list this week? Top four ways to get to your potent, peaceful place this Taurus season, particularly with this eclipse coming up. That sounds great. I still picture the sloth. Just, just, <laughs> well, that's just kicking back on a beach and a tree. Absolutely. That's uh, number four would be okay. to 
Connect to your animal. Consider your past connections to certain animals. Which ones did you cross paths with? What animal do you feel drawn to? Is there any particular animal that comes up again and again, even maybe in your dreams? Is an animal that has a special significance to you? You know, after we were talking about that earlier, I, 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 I realized that I, I disappointed myself and I didn't bring up the alligator. And, uh, and I own, I own apology to Gator Nation for not, uh, for not, for not bringing that up right away. I still do like the sloth. I like the cheetah, uh, but I'd have to throw the alligator in the mix as well. Go Gators. Go Gators. Good for you. And that goes with Scorpio, right? Like you're okay with kind of muddy water. Yep. 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 Exactly. I thrive in that. (laughs) Yeah. In muddy water. So that's the thing. Wasn't that what that was a song, right? Muddy water. Wasn't that uh was that a who sang that? That was like in the 70s. Muddy water. Am I making that up? Well, muddy you go, water. go, go ahead with muddy the, water a band. Am I wrong? Well, that was the Moody Blues, right? Is that who you're thinking of? Wasn't Muddy Water a song? Um, Muddy Waters, it might have been a song. Um Muddy Waters, was it? Um, I don't know why I'm thinking Rolling Stones, but I'm that's I'm not. All right. Well, you go. Let's go. We'll continue with the top four list. A, and... I think it's a. Um, no, I think it is a song. Yeah. Muddy Water. Yes, it's coming to me now. I think it was a song. We'll have I, to, we'll I, have to I, it's a great. It's a really awesome song. Like maybe one of my favorites. And I'm completely drawing a blank on the on the name. Um, I think it's an artist too, though. But I could be wrong. We'll have to find that out and, yep. and get back. I think it's an artist and a song. Okay. But I like the term muddy waters. That's very Scorpio. So not being afraid of it. So when you understand this connection, when you consider this connection, what is the animal's natural habitat and what attracts you to that environment? And can you find that environment that's close to it now, like to get to that, that place? A refuge, like an animal smart enough to do. Okay. During tourist season, about soothing, where to self-soothe, like understanding how you can self-soothe. Consider the animal, because um, Taurus is that's our animalistic side. You know, we have we're part animal, part human, part angel, and the animal side is to, is to consider right now our instincts, our animal side, to get us into that peaceful place where what animal you connect to. Okay. All right. Okay. Number three, reevaluate your values. So reevaluate your values, make sure they're yours and not that you've just picked up from some authority figures, maybe childhood, like what do you value? And you can even start with very Venus, which rules Taurus. What mute, like you just talked about muddy waters, what music do you value? What music is soothing to you? and play it what music what music helps you what music gets you into that that stillness that special place and about the art as well the things of value what do you value what food art people what brings value to you and making sure that you're focusing on that because when you're in your value when you're valuing what's really yours that that's what is going to amp up your currency of self-worth okay i like it so anything you want to share that you value like music or art or food um yeah 
Yeah, I uh, I do. I value uh, as far as music. You know, my favorite band is is Fish, mm-hmm. and they just played uh, a four night run at Madison Square Garden. And I was listening to it earlier, and it's just they're just getting better and better with age. They're like a fine wine. So how do you feel when you listen to it? Like, what does it? Get- I feel alive. Um, <laughs> I do actually. I do. I feel alive. I actually. I feel peaceful. I feel I, at the same time. I feel like really energized. Like they have some just like killer, just like like they're a jam band, and kind of people associate them with like you know just I don't know the hippie culture, and and they, that's certainly relevant and true. But they have some hardcore like rock and roll songs, and they're just amazing musicians. So I appreciate what they do because I. I think that they're not human in the way that they can play their instruments and, um, and then, and, and put songs together. But I, I value that they can play almost any genre of music and make it sound amazing. Like they, they, um, as an example, they will bust out some country and it's fantastic. And they'll bust out, uh, some beastie boys and it's fantastic. And then they'll, they'll, they'll do some rolling stones and it's fantastic. And, uh, they're just, I, I value and appreciate their talents. Let's get them on the cast. Yeah, I do. I'm, I've been working on it. Um, it's tough getting for, yeah, I mean, they're totally, listen, they're all interested. They're all totally in the problem's been logistics and getting all four of them together on a zoom call has been a little bit tough lately, but, uh, but we're efforting them as we speak. Okay, good. All right, number two, closed doors and open doors. So you can literally do this with doors in your home, closed doors, open doors, and and be consciously aware of it, and perhaps any doors that you want to close. So that would be maybe a habit that you have, a relationship that is no longer working, and know that that's what that's what the whole currency of an eclipse is. Doors are closing, doors are opening. Also, we're going to get eclipsed. Like it's going to happen. We, we can't really control it. But yeah. just help, helping, you can help that currency of setting that intention. What do I want to close? What do I want to open? And okay. knowing that if anything is closing right now, like a breakup or you get, um, you lose your job or, or, um, you have to move like any of these things that are happening, these doors that are closing, they have to close. That's how, that's how it works. That's how energy works. The door has to close for another one to open. Okay. And maybe if you have any doors that you haven't closed, you only closed a little bit, but you've left them a little bit open, close them. Have you closed any and opened any doors? Um, I think I really closed the door on school schools. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Particularly with what's happening in DeKalb County. Yeah, that's really got you fired up. I yeah, it's got me really fired up. And I well, I don't know. I thought I had really closed it, but now I'm very interested in what's happening, the the dynamics. Um so that that I'm not sure. I thought I had closed that door. So I'm 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 interested to see what this eclipse brings with that because I'm still curious with what's Mm -hmm. happening. Uh, I was always, I always valued public schools and now I'm not really sure where I stand with that. I'm, I'm, I'm working through that. Gotcha. How about you? Yeah, I closed a door about a week and a half ago. I don't know. I think I told you, but maybe not, um, on my eating habits, which have never really been that great. And, um, I've been one of those fortunate, lucky people that for most of my life, I could eat what I want. 
and it didn't really affect me. Well, probably did. I just didn't realize it. Um, but uh, I, I finally was just like, you know, man, I'm, 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 uh, I'm 32 years old and it's uh, not true actually a little bit older than that. Um, and I got to start, I have to start eating better. So anyways, I basically just kind of went through like a list of like hundreds and hundreds of healthy foods and I cherry picked what I like and I've been sticking to that. And that's pretty much all I, uh, all I eat now. And um, I've been eating a lot of almonds, which I realize are really good and they're super healthy for mm-hmm. you apparently. Um, and so my problem also is like having the, having young children, I would, I would constantly just graze on their food. Like if I was making them dinner uh, or their snacks were around and I'm just like cruising through the kitchen and I see like Cheetos or something and um, it's all good. I just tended to, I think I started eating them way too much and I could power through a bag of chips in one sitting and like all these bad habits that were just, you know, I, I mostly COVID related, I think it's a good thing to blame things on. Uh, we have a little bit more window, I think, to blame things on COVID, but at some point that's probably going to shut, that's going to close. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to do it one more time. Uh, but yeah, so I, I say, I think I'm 10 days into this new, uh, food routine and I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. I, it's, it's not a, it's not, it wasn't hard at all. I mean, I would love yeah. to go grab like a, just a greasy cheeseburger and I may do that at one point, but, but it's not part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when you understand the foods and it's your, see, that's the thing. It's all individual. There's some things that are universal, like what we talked about with Lauren Cameron, do you want to get the, the highest quality possible and all that? And also it's, it's your you, you, we have our individual body, what our body needs. I, I, I really resonate with the theory about our blood type too, and just how your, how your life is. And even human design and, and astrology, there's a lot there about eating habits. So it's, it's so cool to figure out what works for your body and to do those, this experiments with yourself and see, that's what I'm always doing. What, what makes me feel vital? What helps me sleep? I've, I've learned that cheese I get cheese at the farmer's market too. Like, and they have the little goats there and everything. It's so cute. And thank the goats for the cheese and <laughs> cheese is really helping me now sleep. That's That's really cool. That's awesome that you figured that out. Oh, I'm doing your, uh, your, I've been drinking a lot more water, which is, um, okay. not, not something I'm not a huge water fan. I just like, not as much as I probably should be as far as drinking it but now i've got i've got a lemon uh you know ready to go every morning oh yeah doing the water and the, the lemon in the water every morning um, yeah real lemon not the powdered artificial not lemon. the yep no this is a real lemon from not the, the earth <laughs> good for you yeah all right so closing doors opening doors and then number one knowing your sound code having okay. a mantra which will help get to the still point because when you have your mantra and you're focused on that with your mind and your breath, then all the distracting thoughts that are taken away from stillness, taken away from that peaceful poise will start to clear. They'll feel unwanted. They're like, oh man, look at them. They're, they're, they're with a sacred sound right now. And they're linking it with the spirit of their breath. I just, I just need to go. All the distraction, all the kind of pollutant, pollutant extra thoughts. That would be number one. That's awesome. Now, if we were a live show, we would be getting a lot of calls right now from angry uh, fans of blues music. So Muddy Waters was an American blues singer, songwriter, musician. He's no longer with us anymore, but he's 
uh, often considered the father of modern Chicago blues. So I apologize to all the Muddy Waters fans out there. And <laughs> I was thinking of the Doobie Brothers song called Blackwater. Oh, is, uh, okay. I'd like to hear some funky Dixieland pretty yeah. mama gonna take that song. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is ever like that, that's like what to me, in my opinion, one of the greatest American songs ever written. So I uh I need to brush up on my music a little bit more. Yeah, maybe sing for us. I will never do that um, again. In fact, I'm probably gonna cut that out. Oh, yeah. don't cut out your singing. I think I think I, well, we'll uh we'll see how it is in the editing room. Okay. Plus, we have I I this would, you know, coming up at the end of every podcast is our woohoo song. And uh I don't wanna I don't wanna upstage our our resident musician, Felicia. Yes. <laughs> yeah our resident artist artist that's right okay. yeah for sure i get that okay well thank you listeners woohoo woohoo to you yep thanks we'll see you again soon take care bye-bye Thank you.